Welcome to our video podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm joined today with a special guest, Pastor Spencer Baker. He's a missionary in Kona, Hawaii. And today we're going to take really just a few minutes and talk a little bit about the challenges of, of reaching people and ministering there in Kona, then the blessings of ministering there. And then thirdly, we'll just take a couple minutes and talk about a trade school that they are starting and already things coming together for that. I really look forward to him sharing that with us. So Pastor Baker, thank you for being with us, and uh, we're thank glad you. that you're able to not only be here for the conference this week, but also stay for the weekend. So uh, let's start with this. Tell our audience a little bit about um, some of the challenges associated with starting a local church in Kona, Hawaii, and, and then ministering there today. Yeah, well, I guess... Starting a church in any direction, any any location, mm. has got its own personal challenges, yep. right? And that's kind of unique to the location. Um, going there to start a church is probably a little bit different from a, from the cultural standpoints and what we really realized. Um, there's a lot of people that just kind of move around from church to church to church. Mm. There's not mm. a lot of real loyalty to one mm. particular church. Uh, sometimes people will move depending on the activities or events or special things that are offered. And uh, from a cultural standpoint, uh, one of the things that we've noticed over the years is that, um, you know, more local people attract local people. Mm. Just like maybe in a, in a church here in the States, it would be uh, young couples will attract other young couples. Mm -hmm. There, it's, there's a, a cultural aspect of it that, that uh, it's, it's difficult to really fully understand until you're there and you're immersed mm -hmm. in it mm -hmm. and you're good. trying to get a church started in that. There's a lot of things in in Hawaii that are that that surround culture, uh, the food, the activities, um, even a, a very similar perspectives that all local people have towards the future of of the island mm. and how they view um, Christianity. Mm. Um, as probably some of you know, uh, missionaries came to Hawaii uh, in the 1800s, and mm. and and they I think they did a, a good work, but. It, their children, grandchildren begin to take advantage of some of the, of the land, the possibilities, the, the fruitfulness of, mm -hmm. of, of the area. And consequently, their interests change from spiritual to more, how can it profit me? Mm -hmm. And it left a kind of a bad taste and, and the Hawaiians... For the natives, they the kind natives. of turned them off to Christianity. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and in, in some ways they see it as a way of uh, maybe extracting their culture away from them, their identity mm, away from I them. I see and, that. That didn't uh, help, help you <laughs> no. trying to minister there. Right. Mm. You, you mentioned the, the sport, you know, the, the, the water, the things, the activities and stuff. Do you find, because there is so much to do there, that's another challenge where, hey, we're going surfing, we're going to the beach, we're going to go boogie boarding, we're going to go you know, hiking, we're gonna, there's just a lot to do there. Uh, do you find that or is that just standard in every particular region with outdoors? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I feel like that's probably in any area that you got a recreational uh, atmosphere. Yep. I think you probably have that here in Seattle yep. area. Yep. Um, yeah, that's very much a part of it. But I, I think um, also people today are really uh, enamored with identity, mm, mm. Um, whether it's oh, this yeah. culture or that That's culture, good. that group, that That's group. Yeah. Um, uh, we see everybody wants to be identified with a particular group or a mm. movement. Mm, mm. 
And in, over there in Hawaii, there are, there are little you know, underground type groups, uh, whether it be Hawaii sovereignty groups or whether it be just um, people that want to uh, try to uh, capitulate the, the culture in such a way that it's, it's, it, we, want, we want first and foremost to be Hawaiian and we want to embrace the culture. And then if Christianity can fit in there somewhere, mm -hmm. we would like that as well. And, and unfortunately, so their, identi or their identity sometimes could be tied to that where, yeah. where obviously as a pastor of a local church there, you're thinking, okay, that's great, yeah, but there is no greater identity than to have your identity in Christ. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's good. And so we, we, okay. uh, that's part of discipling people, yeah. right, is, and is, is trying to show them from the Bible mm -hmm. how as a Christian, your identity first and foremost mm -hmm. is with Jesus Christ. And, uh, and that, it, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. But once they get a hold of that thing, yeah. then, then it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. This is where I need to be. Talk, if you would, also about, uh, so, you know, the cost of living in it. And that is important because you do pastor a church there, but it plays another role in terms of maybe the homeless situation or other stuff, which we have as well because oh, sure. we live in an expensive area. Right. So we're, you're, you're, you know, we're not exempt from that. But you're trying to support a family mm. of seven mm -hmm. uh, in Hawaii with yeah. the cost of living is high. You're trying to, you know, before obviously renting the building, uh, and that was a lot of cost yeah. and the added things. The cost of food, everybody, most people don't know. Right. Everybody talks about the milk, but it's more than milk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everything. Talk just briefly yeah. so people understand the challenges you face in trying to provide for your family and then the church as well. Sure. Well, I, I think that you know, even here in Seattle, like you mentioned, things are, are the property pr prices are going up. Yep. Cost of living is more and more expensive. Um, and we see that over there. Um, it, it's a place that people always come. Uh, we, we don't see a real downturn in the economy over there. It's mm. always climbing, 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 and it, things are continually getting more and more expensive. Mm. Primarily, I think part of that is in part, it's, it's a beautiful place to come and live, yep. right? Yep. And, and so even people from other islands are moving to the big island because oh, it's a little bit more affordable okay. than like Maui or Oahu. Well, for, yeah. 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 Um, I think for us as a ministry, uh, as a family ministering there, one of our challenges was to try to paint the, the real picture of Hawaii, mm. apart from the palm trees and the ocean and all the activities, yep, yep. for pastors to see that. And mm. consequently, when we got support, a lot of that support was based upon, you know, a year or two. Yep. That wasn't necessarily sad. It was just kind of, yeah, we're, we'll help you get started. They almost didn't look like it, like it's a mission field. Yeah. And that's why I tried to tell our men this morning. Yeah. It is a mission field. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt, yep. without a doubt, there's its own yeah. own culture, yep. own way of life, and it's somewhere between, you know, what we would normalize here in America and a third world country, somewhere in between there. Well, I would say, Pastor, to our audience that's watching today, I would say, um, you know, when you go over there, it, it's kind of like this. So you don't support a missionary that's going to go to the Philippines for 12 months. You support them because they're your missionary there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I tried to tell our folks and, and try to encourage people to do uh, is don't look at that area as, well, we'll help you start a church there. That's America. Yes, it is America, but, uh, you know, it's, it, is, it is another culture. Mm, it's yes. not like you went to Oregon and you're trying to reach people in that Portland area because it, it's got its own culture. I get that. Mm -hmm. It is. These are Hawaiian. These are Polynesians. These are natives that you're trying to reach. Sure, he has, and I've been to his church, he's got visitors that come from, mm. you know, the Minnesota that they're in town and they come and that's fine. But I've known uh, 
Pastor Baker for a long time. He is trying to reach the native people because if you can do that and you can get it in, in there, then the door begins to open. So I'd challenge people uh, and pastors to don't just support guys that are going to go like this just for 12 months if you're able to on your missions budget. Get in there and help them uh, like you would any mm-hmm. missionary. So Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I would say in addition to that, that if, he, if he's a good missionary, a good yep. church planter, yep. um, you can never throw enough money at him. And I here I am at the receiving end of yeah, that. But I, no. the reason I say that is because there's always going to be, they're always looking for those ways of yep. trying to reach out into the community. Yep. And that's what we found, you know, with this trade school thing. It's just another way for us to express our love for mm. the kids yep. and investing our, our time, yep. our resources into helping them. Amen. The parents see that. And they say, okay, you guys really do care about yep. us. You care about not just what you're, they feel like sometimes we're taking, right? People that come there, that don't live there, or didn't, weren't raised there, that we're extracting from there. We're yep. taking away. We're causing the prices of the, of the housing market to go up. I mean, all these different things, right? We're, mm-hmm. uh, but here, we, we're not taking it. We're just giving. We're just yep. giving of our time and our, and our, our resources. And, and, you know, the years that we've been there, we've just grown to love just more and more of the people Amen. there. And we just, we thank yeah. the Lord for the opportunity to, to be able to share the gospel to yeah. the people of Hawaii. We love them. Well, you have stuck, how long have you been there? Almost Rough. seven years. And that's, you know, that's, that's a longer tenure, almost double uh, the average pastor. People think, oh, you're going to be, oh, must, missionary in Hawaii must be nice. It's like the famous statement. It is hard work and the attrition level for pastors there and missionaries there is astronomically low. People leave. Mm-hmm. It's a hard field and people don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, I'll say uh, today, and you kind of segued into it a little bit, tell, tell our audience a little bit about the trade school mm-hmm. and what God's put on your heart. Yeah. So as, as we've dealt with a lot of the families there one-on-one, uh, we, well, I'm certain that it's, it's universal both on the mainland and in Hawaii. We, we're seeing kids um, just spending more and more time in the rooms mm-hmm. on, on electrical devices, whether it be gaming or just their phones or whatever, and they're becoming disconnected from the realities of, of life. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had a young man recently. I was, uh, I'm a chaplain on the police department, and there was one of the assistant chiefs who was telling me about a, his son's best friend. His, his dad died. He's mm-hmm. a senior in high school. His mm-hmm. dad died. Mm-hmm. Mom was never in the picture. And he doesn't know how to write a check. He doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. He doesn't yep. know... How to, how to get a loan for a car. He, how is he going to get to school now to finish his last year? Um, sometimes you have family members that will step in. In this case, he's kind of on his own. Mm. And he's 18, so he's no longer a ward of the state or anything like that. He's considered right. an adult. Yeah. So now he's he's supposed to take care of himself, right? right? He doesn't know. He says, and, and this this uh, this chief, the assistant chief. It's a microcosm me, to what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He was telling me his son, his grandson is in the same same type of boat, mm-hmm. and as well as a lot of these other mm-hmm. kids, they just don't know the basic thing. So we we see, have seen over the years just a real need to be able to teach young men mm. um, some basic things, yep. right? And so this year we're doing an introduction to the trade. So we're doing carpentry, we're doing some butchering, we're doing some culinary stuff, we're doing heavy equipment operating. We're just introducing these trades to the kids, bringing men in the community together. Uh, it's a way for us to kind of get our feet wet with this whole idea of, of a full-fledged trade school. Mm, mm. Next fall, 
is what we're shooting for to begin the full-fledged trade school where it will be from like noon to uh, 3.30 mm -hmm. where public and, and private sectors can bring their kids in and then we will teach them various, uh, various trades like carpentry and etc. I think that's very needed for many reasons. One, you're, these kids don't know the basics and we're, li we're living in a day where it's more and more and more and more. Yeah. Second of all, uh, there's a need for it in society. Obviously, thirdly and most importantly, it's, as it says here, helping hands and hearts. So your, mm -hmm. your goal is, yes, the trades, but also yeah. to get their hearts yeah. and point them to Christ. Mm -hmm. and, and you do what you can in that regard. It's interesting, Germany, um, it's required that two years of vocational school mm. where these kids cannot graduate unless they have uh, completed at least two years wow. as a welder. Yep. or as a plumber or as an electrician where they get that because they, they need it in their society, right. but it also gives these kids something to fall back on. Yep. So exactly. And I think we used to have that here yeah. in the States. It used to, I, I remember going to high school and we had small engine yeah, repair, I had, I, yeah, welding, I had, drafting. You yeah. had some of those? Yeah. And, um, it didn't work, but I had them. Yeah. <laughs> I tried right. it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't my strength, but yeah. I, I did learn some basics. Okay. We had wood shop, but I also went to a vocational summer school. Oh. But ultimately, that's because I was in trouble and I was failing some classes, so I really didn't apply myself. So I see. But um, yeah. <laughs> now you wish you would have. Uh, now I wish I would have because yeah. it cost me a lot of money because right. I got to call people. I have duct tape and I have a hammer. That's all I've got. We're just really looking for ways of yeah. connecting with young young I love people it. in our church I or in it. our community yeah. through our church, and yeah, this is a, this is a way. And um, it's a hook in the water. I think so. Yeah, it's I great. Think so. I love it. And I want to say to our audience, if anybody wants to take part in this or help in any way, if you want to help fiscally, uh, you can give to their mission board, which is, is it Word for the World? Word for the World. Word for the World Mission. they want some more information, we have a website, and I think Mason's going to put it up on the screen. Okay. And it's called KonaVocational.com. Okay. It's our website. And then we'll have a Facebook page up as well, just Kona Vocational. Okay. And people can find out what we're doing. They okay. can contribute if they want to come out and volunteer. Amen. If they want to give uh, money towards projects. Yes. This is a nonprofit. It's just simply for us to reach our community with the, with, the, with the gospel and show these young people that we love them Amen. and that somebody cares about them. Amen. Well, I'm glad that you're following the leadership of the Holy Spirit and doing this. It's unique. There's not a lot of that you see, uh, not just in our circles, but in general. Yeah. It, it's, you're filling a void, in my opinion. And uh, I think it's great, and I'm glad that you you know didn't just kind of have it as a thought. You actually put substance to it. You've put it together. You've got a website, uh, and you're beginning to launch it here in September. So yeah. we'll pray for that. Thank we'll you. help in any way we can. Thank you. Encourage other folks to jump in and do what you can to help. I appreciate Pastor Baker being with us, and I hope you enjoyed this video podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free in the comment section below to let us know or just go directly to his website and reach out. Pastor Baker, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. God bless you. My pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good day.